RetroSeasons.com for more sports history. And here they are with Lanny Prezera. Thank you very much, Milo, and a very pleasant good afternoon, everybody. The important thing now for the Bucs is they still can control their own destiny. With a victory this afternoon, they can clinch at least a tie, which means that if it's necessary, they'd have a shot at Montreal head-on on Tuesday in the playoff game. So still a chance to control their own destiny in this Eastern Division race. Let's take a look now at the starting lineups. And first of all, for the Chicago Cubs this afternoon, they'll have Ivan DeJesus leading off and playing shortstop. Scott Thompson, a product of Western Pennsylvania, batting in the number two spot will be in center field. Bill Buckner will bat third and play first base. Dave Kingman occupies the cleanup spot. He'll be in left field. Larry Bittner will bat number five and play right field. Steve Dillard will be hitting in the number six position and playing second base. As Steve Antaveras is out of the Chicago starting lineup, he pulled a muscle yesterday. So Mick Kelleher will play third base and bat seven. Tim Blackwell will be batting from the number eight spot and doing the catching, and Lynn McLaughlin hitting number nine and doing the pitching. So once again, for the Chicago Cubs, it's the Jesus followed by Thompson and Buckner, then Kingman, Bittner, and Dillard followed by Callagher, Blackwell, and McLaughlin. Now the starting lineup for our Pittsburgh Pirates, and Omar Moreno will be leading off and playing center field. Jim Foley, who's hit safely in all seven games of this homestand, will be batting second, and playing shortstop, Dave Parker did safely an eight straight game. He'll be in right field batting third. Dave, of course, had the big five-hit game yesterday. Willie Stargell from the cleanup spot will be at first base. John Milner will hit number five. He'll be in left field. Bill Madlock will be batting sixth and playing third base. Ed Ott doing the catching and batting seventh. Bill Garner batting eighth and playing second base. And Bruce Keeson batting ninth and doing the pitcher. So once again, for the Pirates, it's Moreno followed by Foley and Parker, then Stargell, Milner, and Madlock followed by Ott, Garner, and Keeson. The umpires for this afternoon's very big ball game, Bruce Fremming behind the plate, Jerry Dale at first, Joe West at second, and Billy Williams, the umpire, at third. Pirates have taken the field, the banter at Three River Stadium rise, and we are proud to present our national anthem. Oh, say can you see by the dawn's early light what so proudly we hailed at the twilight's last gleaming whose broad stripes and bright
the National Anthem prior to the start of the Pirate Cup game this afternoon. As Lionel mentioned, we've got a direct line hooked up with uh, Montreal's network and CFCF radio. We'll be able to give you pretty much a batter-by-batter -batter blow of what happens between the Expos and the Phillies this afternoon. Steve Rogers, 13-11, is going for the Expos, and Steve Carlton, 17-11, for the Philadelphia Phillies. Now, there are a large number of possibilities. I think the easiest way to approach it is, to, even though there's some dispute as to whether it's a magic number or not, two is a pivotal number. Any combination of Pirate victories and Expo losses the next two days, totaling two, would give the Pirates the Eastern Division crown. Example, Pirate victory this afternoon and a defeat of the Expo, say, in a game tomorrow against the Atlanta Braves. That would give it to the Bucks. So two is a pivotal number. Any combination would give the Pirates the Eastern Division crown. As I said at the uh, top of doing the starting lineup, big thing is with a victory this afternoon, the Pirates in a position to at least force a playoff, clinch at least a tie in the National League Eastern Division. Bruce Keeson on the mound. He's won his last four decisions. He's won six of his last seven decisions. And Keeson, always in his career, an outstanding September pitcher. This month, September of 19... 79, he is 3-0. He beat the Giants on the first day of September, beat the Chicago Cubs on the 22nd of September at Wrigley Field, and the other day, four days ago, he went the distance against the Montreal Expos to beat Montreal. So, if you're going to go down to a big ball game in the final game and have everything riding, uh, you'd be looking at a money pitcher like Bruce Keeson to do it for you, and Buster's on the mound this afternoon. 335 down the line at Three Rivers Stadium, 375 to the power gaps and 400 feet to straightaway center field. Field is in excellent condition, and we've gotten uh, an ideal day to close out. I understand, too, from uh, eavesdropping on Montreal that uh, it is a sunny autumn day in Montreal, Quebec, Canada, and uh, they've got ideal weather as well up there for that big ball game between the Phillies and the Expos there as the Pirates play the Cubs here. All right, we're ready to go. You can just feel it. <laughs> this place is buzzing. There's got to be a lot of nervous folks, including yours truly. Milo, let's do it. All right, we've come down to it on the last day. You heard Ed Ott talking about it on the pregame. Ott really gave us a nice interview on that show, and he put it right where it is. He says this is why we play all these games, and we've come right down to the last one here against the Chicago Cubs, a team that held a meeting before yesterday's game and said if Pittsburgh's going to win it, they're going to have to earn it. And the Cubs went out and beat the Buccos yesterday, and they're out here battling today. And Bruce Keeson is ready to throw the first pitch of this game against the Jesus. And the first pitch on the way is high inside the ball. He was squared away to bunt, let it go by, and it's ball one and no strike. So we're underway in the final regular season game of 79 at Three Rivers. The Jesus is one for nine in the series. Keeson's pitch, two close on the letters, ball two. Thompson will be next, then Buckner. Keeson's battery mate is Ed Ott, an infield of first to third, Starchel, Garner, Foley, Madlock. Here's the 2-0 to the Jesus. Bouncer down the third base side on the mound side. Keeson grabs, throws, got him. Good reaction off the mound by Keeson. A high shot that might have gone about 30 feet up the line and stayed in the line about six feet. Keeson came off the hill, made the good true throw to Starchel, and it is one up and one away. So falling behind that first hitter, then coming right back to get him, on a good play by Keeson himself, and that'll bring up Scott Thompson, the center fielder. Thompson in this series is 0 for 5. Against the league, he's hitting 287. Has two homers and 29 runs batted in. Left-hand batter, Keeson's pitch. Looping liner, right field. Parker has to play it on the first bounce. 
The first hit of the game belongs to Thompson and the Cubs. Little jug handle line drive that drops in in right field. That puts Thompson on with one away. And brings up Bill Buckner. At three hits yesterday in their victory, he also made the game-saving play on running Senate's bit for a pinch hit. And Buckner is four for nine in this series. Against the league, this scrappy, intensive player is hitting 283, 14 homers, and 65 runs batted in. Injuries have taken their toll, but he still is a gutsy ball player. And he'll be playing it with everything he has here today. Just as we hopefully look toward the Phillies to do the same thing at Montreal. Left-hand batter waiting. Thompson with the lead at first, not going anywhere. The pitch is a strike called on the inside corner, belt high. No balls and a strike. Kingman is on deck. Opening inning. Heeson got the Jesus to bounce to him. Thompson single to right. Now Buckner, the batter, with a no ball, one strike count. Heeson stretches, looks over the shoulder. Pitch on the way. Fouled way up to the left side, out of play. And it's 0-2. If tomorrow comes about that Atlanta will be the spotlight city with Montreal playing there, it'll be a tough day for the Bucks, knowing they're at the mercy of what could happen down there. No balls, two strikes. And, of course, the Atlanta Braves playing today. Don't know whether they should go home tonight or go to Atlanta and be ready to play. There's a ball low outside. The only way it can end abruptly is for the Pirates to win here and the Phillies to beat Montreal. One ball and two strikes. It all started back in Bradenton, Florida. Some 30 spring games. This is our 133rd regular, 63rd regular season game. Remember, we had a fogged out game in New York against the Mets. So we're playing one more than those customary 162. Umpire wanted to look at the ball. Satisfied that it's all right. He's going to work with the rising bag. Got a one-two count on Buckner. Thompson takes his lead at first. Single has him there. Keeson will check him. Now in the Buckner, it comes outside high. Two balls and two strikes. Left-hand batter Buckner stepping out a moment on the right-hander Keeson. Stargell holding against the runner at first. Takes a little bigger lead this time. Pitch on the way. Swing and a high foul out of play over to the left side. Keeson having won three in a row and five of his last six. Is there anything on this that yeah, I can read? I don't know. It's four in a row and six of his last seven, Lionel. Go to first, not close. Two balls and two strikes. Thompson with a, about a half-step bigger lead. He's out on that carpet. Here's the pitch. Outside, three and two.
Buckner knocks some dirt out of his spikes before he steps back up in there. Joey Amalfitano handles it with Buckner batting on a full count at Thompson at first base. He's gone back to that big lead again, and he's really digging that trench with that back foot. So he wants to go. He's going. There's a shot off Heathen's ankle, and it rolls into left field. Thompson, who was running, is going to come to third. They've got runners on the corners with one away. A base hit. Heathen appears to be all right. Ball hit him, ricocheted into left field. So two straight hits, Thompson third, Buckner first. One out and brings up the left fielder, Dave Kingman. Kingman two for 10 in the series with an RBI. Against the league, he's hitting 284, 47 homers and 114 runs batted in. Keeson in a first-inning trouble spot. Like to use that wicked low slider or a sinker and get this big guy to hit into a double play. And here's the pitch to Kingman. Swing at a miss. And that was the kind of a pitch I was just talking about. And he went after it and came up empty. Dave Kingman has three of his 47 homers against us. And seven of his 114 RBIs. Thompson at third, Buckner at first, one away, Keeson checks, here's the pitch to Kingman, smash to third, there's a double play ball, second one, first base, bad throw, but Sargell came back, got the bag, and it's a double play. Buckner went in hard on Garner, turned him upside down, and Garner's throw then sailed high toward the right field side, but Sargell went up and got it, came back to the bag. And the double play ball was there. It wasn't easy. It wasn't a double play ball from the start. But the Bucks do it with great work in the middle by Garner and really fabulous work by Stargell at first base to end it. And I think uh, Buckner may have been cut on the hand or injured on the hand. The trainer's out to take a look at him. So we have played a half an inning. The Cubs are scoreless with two hits. And the first place Pirates are just now coming into bat. Lynn McLaughlin, 13 and 13, out of the mound, getting in the warm-up touches. His catcher today will be Tim Blackwell. Buckner is still looking at that hand as he takes some warm-up touches at first base. Dillard at second to Jesus at short, Kelleher at third. They're out to the left to right at Kingman, Thompson, and Bittner. And we'll have Moreno, Foley, and Parker ready to go against McLaughlin. And we may have something from Montreal. Well, we do have the first inning in. Rose lined to Parrish. Larry Boa flied to Valentine. And Baker Bride fouled to catcher John Samargo. So the Phillies went down 1-2-3 against Steve Rogers at the top of the first. And a note, by the way, on that Buckner play, it looked like uh, the throw from Garner on the pivot came off Buckner's body. It looked like he deflected the ball. And uh, it might be the reason. It appeared to be they were looking at his wrist or his hand. And he might have caught Garner's throw. All right, Omar Moreno with a 284 batting average, eight homers and 69 runs batted in to lead it off. He's three for 10 in the series. With a big day here today, he could realize the dream of every hitter. 200 hits in a season. He's sitting on 196. Here's McLaughlin's first pitch. Breaking ball outside. One and all. McLaughlin has been pitching very well the last month. He's in a contract bid with the Cubs, and he's trying to show them that he means business. And there is a ball high inside, 2-0. Talk about a young man finding himself in a spot at Montreal. What about John Camargo? Boy, all of a sudden, he's become their catcher. 
There is a ball low inside. I was a little surprised today with Carlson going for the Phillies that they would not go with uh, the right-hand batter, Duffy Dyer. Of course, Camargo's a switch hitter, so they still get the advantage there. All right, a 3-0 on the way to the Antelope. And it's a strike down the middle, and it's 3-1. Almanchuk coaching at first, Joe Lynette at third. We'd like to get them some business in a hurry, and here's a 3-1 to Moreno. Foul down here to the left below us, and it's up to 3-2. is on deck, then it'll be Parker. But Parker has really gotten a red-hot bat going. Crowd alive here already. There are some seats in the upper deck out above the center field scoreboard, but everything else is full. Here's the 3-2. Swinging another foul up to the left side. So if you're in the neighborhood, come on over and see the battle in Bucks fight for an Eastern Division flag. Take a look at him in person. Swings and he misses at a pitch away. And Omar Moreno strikes out. Joe Safety of the Pirate front office over with a note. I just wanted to point out to the to the listening audience that we, we do still have some reserves for the league championship series uh, should it be played in Pittsburgh. We have plenty of general admission tickets, so uh, they should know and be aware that we that we have uh, some reserves left for the three days in Pittsburgh and plenty of GAs for those things. All right, Joe, thank you for that note and to the fans and bringing them up to date. Tim Foley with a one ball, no strike count. He's four for seven in the series with a run batted in. Against the league, hitting 287. Crowds him on the letters. Two balls and no strikes. Tim has one homer. He's driven in 65 runs. Here's the 2-0. Look out on a shoulder ball. Three. He fell behind Moreno, 3-0, but ended up getting him on a strikeout. Now he's 3-0 on Foley. Dave Parker due up next. Then Starchel. Lynn McLaughlin. Right-hander to the motion and the 3-0 on the way. Inside, Washington. Foley becomes the first pirate base runner. And Dave Parker with an eight-game hitting streak and up to 307 is going to step in right here. Montreal Expos are batting in the bottom of the first. After one out, Rodney Scott reached on an infield hit. And Larry Boa made only his sixth error of the season, allowing Scott to reach second. Then after Dawson struck out, Scott stole third, so he's at third base with two outs at the bottom of the first is Tony Perez batting in a scoreless ballgame. And here at Three Rivers, Foley's on at first with a walk. There's one away, and Parker, the batter, hitting 307. That's the highest he's been in a long time. 25 homers, leads the club in RBIs also with 94. He's got 29 hits against the Cubs this year. That's more than anybody on our club against any other team, and vice versa. Line drive, left field, base hit. Kingman knocks it down, but Foley saw him drop it momentarily, and it's going to come on to third. Nine-game hitting streak for the Cobra. Good job of base running by Foley with that play right in front of him. And Kingman, that ball may have come up on him, and he may be injured out in the left center. Foley saw that the ball had handcuffed Kingman, and he was able, as he was coming into second base, to, after making the stutter step, 
make the turn in second, but it did jump up an unusual bounce for Kingman, and it handcuffed him, and Foley took advantage of that. All right, Sergeant, who's ready to step in, and a beautiful new banner out of that left center field pavilion. Captain Will and Scrap Iron Phil with some beautiful artistry on it. Congratulations to the folks who brought that banner. That is a dandy.
Strike three called. Took something off of a breaking ball. Side retires. Second strikeout for the Cub right-hander in the opening inning. Milner didn't like the call at all. Just simply laid his bat and his helmet down in the batter's box to kind of show his chagrin for the plate umpire's decision. One run, one hit, no errors to walk, sacrifice fly, one left. We've played an inning in Pittsburgh. Wish you're all here. What a day it is. It's the Pirates one and the Cubs nothing. Bruce Keith has got another warm-up toss or two coming as we go to the second, looking at Bittner, Dillard, and Kelleher. We've got a moment here at the top of the hour to tell you who we are and where we're coming from all around the five states with the Battle and Bucks, right here on the Pirate Baseball Network. For all your travel arrangements by air or car, stop in the Mid-State 3A Auto Club, Vine Street, downtown Johnstown. This is WJNLFM, Johnstown. Right, Keeson is ready, and Bittner, the right fielder, one for eight in the series, will step in. Bittner against the league is hitting 283, three homers, one against us, and 49 runs batted in. Keeson's first pitch to him in the second. Swing and a miss. Foul tip, says the plate umpire, and it's strike one. Dillard playing second for them today is on deck. Kelleher, the third baseman, is down in the hole. Keeson kicks, and he brings it. High fly ball down the left side. Should hang up long enough for Milner to come over near the line and get it. He was just inside the line as he caught the ball. And it's one away. That'll bring up Dillard. He's 0 for 4 in this series. Dillard batting 285 homers, 24 runs batted in. And two of the home runs are against us. Got them in one series. The middle series in Chicago. Everything he did turned to gold. And here's the pitch to him. Swing and a miss. There's that nasty slider. And it's no balls and one strike. The slider, a lot of the veteran hitters will tell you, especially the ones who came out of the 40s and 50s and played some in the 60s, there's a bouncer short, fuller to his left, Fires the start, you got him, two down. Those hitters that breach those two eras will tell you that that's one of the reasons there are fewer 300 hitters in the overall picture of baseball than there were in the teens, 20s, 30s, and in the 40s, because almost everybody throws it. Hard to pick up the rotation, breaks so fast, and a pitcher who has good control of it and can work the corners with it. It's a very tough pitch. And right now, Keeson has a good one. Here's the pitch to Kelleher, and it's high on the shoulder, ball one. Kelleher in this series, four for nine with an RBI. He's batting 257 for the year, no homers and 10 ribbies. Right-hand batter stands up in front of the batter's box. Too close on the knees, ball two. Keeson wanted that pitch. Well, on a day like today, they're going to want every bit of that corner they can get. High inside, ball three. Blackwell, the catcher, due up next. Nobody on, two away. Cubs are batting against Keeson. Keeson and the Pirates at the moment have a one-to-nothing lead. Here's the 3-0 to Kelleher. Strike on the letters, three and one. Now, Keeson, who is ready, is going to have to wait a minute. Kelleher steps out on him. 
Now they're both ready, and a 3-1 pitch on the way from Buster. And it's up high. He walks him. That is the first pass issued by Keeson today. And it puts a runner on with two down and brings up Blackwell, the catcher. Final in the top of the second, the Phillies, Mike Schmidt, bounced that to Chris Fire of the Expos. Then Greg Luzinski singled to right, and Greg Gross singled to left. So the Phillies have runners at first and second, one away, top of the second, no score in Montreal. All right, let's see if the Phillies can dent the scoreboard at the Big O. Blackwell, who is 0 for 4 in this series and batting 157 against the league, no homers and 10 RBIs. Switch hitter batting left-handed against Keeson with Kelleher at first. There's a liner foul down the left side. Skips down into the bullpen fence on out to Milner, and the lovely Pirate goes out to retrieve it, and somebody over her way will end up with a souvenir. Look at the kids hanging over the edge, saying, let it be me. No balls and one strike. Throw to first, not close. Keeson looks in to read the sign from Ed Ott. Left-hand batter waiting. Keeson pitch to Blackwell. Up high, one ball, one strike. Well, being competitive and staying in it is what it's all about. And the fans who like that effort have to be happy with what the Pirates have done coming down to the final day. There is a ball, and it's two and one. So on the seven-hitter Kelleher, he ended up walking him. He falls behind the eight-hitter Blackwell. Keeson stepped away a moment trying to regroup. He'd like to get this fellow, so he'd have the pitcher to lead off with in the next inning. Throw to first, not close on Kelleher. Two balls and one strike. Keeson at the belt. 2-1 on the way. Bouncer Garner. He has it. Throws. Sargell on the other end. Side retires. Second to first. Takes care of Blackwell and the Cubs. No runs and no hits. No errors a walk. Kelleher left. We played an inning and a half. It's the Pirates one in Chicago nothing. Next. As we battle and bucks do their thing at Three Rivers, the Steelers are on the road and are in front of the Eagles 7 to nothing in the second quarter. Thornton just scored on an eight-yard run. Steelers 7, Eagles nothing second quarter in Philadelphia. Here is Bill Madlock with a nine-game hitting streak, three braid in the series with two RBIs. He's batting 297. With a big day like Parker had yesterday, he could get to 300. There's a strike call above the knees on the inside corner. Mad Dog has 14 homers and 85 runs batted in. Well, when you consider what the left side of our infield via the trade market has produced, base hit through the hole, left side. Ten-game hitting streak for the Dog. All right, that levels the hit column at two. And we'll bring up the catcher, Ed Ott. He has a six-game hitting streak. By the way, there was a question earlier today in our clubhouse about whether the Braves might save Phil Necro to pitch against Montreal. Apparently not going to happen. Phil Necro pitching this afternoon against Bill Bonham and the Cincinnati Reds. Well, he's got a chance to win 21 games. And in case there wouldn't be a date tomorrow with Montreal, he would be deprived of that. 
Runner going. The throw down will be out. What stealing to six. Blackwell got rid of that ball in pretty good shape. The third is though maybe DeJesus had tagged him up on the shoulder, but second base umpire called him out, and it's one away. And it's a strike one count, and Madlock and his disdain for the call just flipped his batting helmet back about 30 feet. And I think that the our bench is really on the second base umpire. I think Madlock thought he was in there and was tagged late. balls and one strike on odd. He's three for eight in the series, batting 273 against the league. The honor with seven homers and 51 RBIs. McLaughlin delivers. Up high a ball, and it's one and one. The wind and the pitch fouled off down into the lower boxes. One ball, two strikes to add out. Phil Garner do up next. Often looking in to get the sign. Right-hand pitcher, left-hand batter. Out to the... Looks at a strike, a slider on the inside corner of the hand. Ott draws an imaginary line in the dirt, showing that the pitch was a foot inside. He gave the plate umpire a shot. Now, we've had two brief encounters with the umpires here today. Had to bark back at McLaughlin. He couldn't let well enough alone. Bruce Froming behind the plate just barked back at Ott. He couldn't let well enough alone. They've got to let their fuses be longer today than ordinarily. This is a pressure-packed ball game. Here's Garner squaring away to bunt, takes it up high, and it's one ball and no strikes. Diner with a 13-game hitting streak, two for eight in the series with a run batted in. McLaughlin winding, here's the pitch. There's a high foul, bending out of play down the right side. Buckner and Dillard over to take a look, but it's up about eight or ten rows. By the way, in that Philadelphia second, we mentioned that the Phillies had two on with one out. They did not score as McCarver grounded to Scott and then Vukovic, John Vukovic, was called out on strike. So they're going to the bottom of the second. Phillies and Expos still scoreless. Where have they got Bukovic playing? Uh, Rose at short, Smith at uh, third, so Bukovic must be playing second base. A ball and a strike. Here's the pitch to Scraps. Fouls it off. He fought off a good pitch in on his hands, and it's one and two. Geiner back up in there. Lynn McLaughlin. Taking the sign from Blackwell. Now he's ready. The pitch on the way. High bouncer short. Great big hop to Jesus. On to Buckner. Straps is out, and the side has been retired. No runs and a hit. A caught stealing. No errors and nobody left. We played two innings, and it remains. Pirates one, Chicago nothing. Keeson still with the one to nothing lead. Prepares for the third, and the pitcher, Lynn McLaughlin, not a bad hitting pitcher, will be leading it off. Back the last time we saw him, he got a couple of hits. He's had 14 hits this year, two doubles and a triple. 
Joe McLaughlin hitting 214. You can't nonchalant him up there, and I know Buster would like to get him and start off the third with an out. The Art McKinnon voice in the background, the veteran PA announcer here for many, many years, passing out a lot of the prizes, you know. There are 1,000 prizes here today for the fans, and the big ones, of course, will be drawn down on the field right after the game. Following that uh, Montreal ball game in the bottom of the second, Carlton just struck out Valentine and struck out Curry. So Steve Carlton's got four strikeouts in the first inning and two-thirds against the Expos. What's he going in today, record-wise? Uh, 17 and 11. Well... He's battling, too. That 18, that's an impressive mark. That's a good pitching season. Those people moving are not moving because of any dewdrops, are they? There's a swing and a miss. Foul by McLaughlin, really. Rolls back behind Ott. There's too many up moving for it to just be a refreshment call. <laughs> or any other. Oh. Or rest stop on the turnpike of life. No balls and a strike. McLaughlin batting left-handed. Here's the pitch from Keeson. A tapper up the third base side. Doggy's got a hurry. Fire and got him. And it's two away. A high chop. It's just wasn't going to carry. Madlock had to run on, grab, fire almost in the same motion, getting McLaughlin. And it's one up and one away in the cup third. By the way, that Montreal second fire just popped up, so the Expos went down one, two, three, scoreless, going to the third at Olympic Stadium. So they're right with us. They're just a hitter or two behind us, and now DeJesus, who was thrown out by Keeson in the opening inning to start the game, stepping in with nobody on in front of him and one away. Keeson trying to protect a one-to-nothing lead as he pitches in the third, delivering to DeJesus, high and tight a ball, and it's one and oh. Keeson brings it. Strike is in there. One and one. The wind and the pitch. High inside. Two balls and a strike. So Jesus, the batter. Thompson do up next. Keeson bringing it to him, and it is close on the shoulder. That'll make it three and one. Doesn't want to lose a fellow like this because he's a base-stealing threat. He leaves them with 29. There's a strike call in the inside corner between the knees and the belt, and that'll fill it. Now Buster's got a chance to go get him with a payoff. Hope the folks in the stands with the radios who are following us along with the Montreal game will give you the Cedar scores as well. There's a shot knocked down by Foley. Up and throwing and not able to get him. The Hazers runs very, very well. Even with all that, it was a photo finish. And it will go as a base hit. Foley made a fabulous play, diving and then getting up. And almost got him into Hazers, one of the better runners. And Foley gets a hand for his effort. Scott Thompson had a base hit in the first inning. And he's stepping in here now with a runner at first to Jesus and one away. Keeson's got to be alert here with the Jesus as a base runner. 
Goes out with that front foot on the carpet. Pitch on the way. Goes outside to Thompson. And it's one ball and no strikes. Thompson stepping back a moment, looking at his third base coach, Cookie Rojas. A good, steady second baseman for a number of years in the American and National League. To Jesus bluffs a start. Then when the ball is bounced behind him, he takes a look back, realizes he's going to have to retrace his steps. So it's one ball and one strike. Jesus takes his lead again. Captain Willie trying to hold him close. Up to Keaton to do it on the other end, and he fires over, but it's not close. Still one and one to Thompson. Buckner due up next. They have three hits. Thompson and Buckner back-to-back -back in the first. DeJesus in this inning. The Pirates have a couple of hits. Parker in the first after a Foley walk, setting up Stargill's sacrifice fly, getting the only run home to this moment. And then Madlock had a single in the second inning. Top of the third, Billy Steve Carlson singles to center field. So he's, about, he's on, leadoff situation there with Pete Rose, the batter. Well, that's another indication, and Ed Ott and I talked about it at length on the pregame today, about this game and its integrity. Runner going, swing and a shot up the middle of base hit. Moreno playing it on the roll. They've got the Jesus at third. Now throw over to third from Foley as they should have taken a big turn, but Matlock couldn't get back to him. Thompson gets his second straight hit, puts Cubs on the corners with one away. But to complete that thought, back to the Phillies, who had to be disappointed, especially after having won three divisions in a row, going out and getting Pete Rose. They wanted a World Series. Their owner, Ruley Carpenter, wanted it in the worst way. They've been out of it, really, for five or six weeks. They're playing Montreal tough. The Braves, who have been out of it since Memorial Day, played Houston tough in the other division. The Cubs here have been out of it for a month, and they're playing us in this series like their lives depended upon it. It's just a great testimonial to the type of players we have in this great game. There's a shot to second. Could be two. Geiner, Foley, Sargil, double play. Four, six, three. A sharply hit ball to Geiner's left. Then when he got it, it was just a matter of turning it. It's two double plays and three innings for the Bucks. The Cubs go down with no runs, two hits, no errors, and a man left. We played into the middle of the third with some sparkling defense for the Bucks, and it's the Pirates one and the Cubs nothing. All right, we're getting ready to go to the bottom of the third. Bruce Keeson will be leading it off, and you go to the top with Moreno and Foley. One homer. It was a grand slam. He has six RBIs. Against the Cubs, he's 0 for 4 with his bat in 79, and he's leading it off against McLaughlin. Takes a big breaking ball outside, 1 and 0. I hesitate to give that Eagle Steelers score. Here's the 1 0. There's a looping liner foul down the right side. 
because they had the Steelers in front seven to nothing, and they show Harris with a touchdown. That would make it fourteen to nothing, but they show the score seven to seven. So I'm going to wait for a clarification on that. Here's the one-one to Buster. Ball low outside. on the way. There's a high fly ball. Left field. Kingman back. He's going to have it about 12 feet short of the track. And it's one away. Kingman had to go back because he was playing up on Keeson. Top of the third in Montreal. Fake McBride has just did a sacrifice fly to score Carlson from third. So the Phillies have a one to nothing lead over the Expos in the top of the third at Olympic Stadium. All right. One to nothing. Phillies. And the 7-7 seven, seven Steeler Eagle score is correct. Halftime, Steelers 7, Eagles 7. At Montreal, the Phillies lead 1 to nothing. And of course, right here, it's 1 to nothing Pirates. Here's Omar Moreno, struck out swinging in the opening inning. Foley will be next. The Steelers expected a rough, tough game at Philly, and they're getting it. 7 7 at intermission. Here's the pitch. There's a strike call. Jackie Sherrill's Pitt Panthers escaped by the skin of their teeth in that same arena last night over a good Temple team. Here's the pitch. A bouncer third. Keller has it. Long throw. And he got him. Boy, Keller showed us a good arm right there. Because his momentum had taken him across the line, he was almost halfway to the coach's box. Good throw by Keller. The crowd reacting now to the Phillies' One to nothing lead at Montreal. And that's after two and a half. The final out of that third inning was recorded. Here's Foley, walked in the first inning, scored what to this moment is the only run here. And the pitch to Foley, low inside a ball. Parker due up next. Here's the pitch, fouled into the backstop, one and one. You know, just about all of North and uh, Central America tuned in, of course, up in Montreal, all across the Canadian countries there. They've got to be tuned into what's happening, and there is a broadcaster from Latin America here as well covering this game. That's a 1-1 to Foley, line drive, right center, base hit. Bittner over to get it. Whirls and throws it back in. A good play by Bittner to keep that ball from going through. The throw into the infield, rolled by second, but Kelleher was there to back up. Foley gets his first hit of the game. The third hit for the Pirates. And it'll bring up Dave Parker at a base hit in the first inning. Now is it safely in 17 of his last 21 games and has a nine-game hitting streak. Parker hitting 309. 
Carpenter batting with Foley at first and two away. Third inning. Bucks trying to add to a one to nothing lead. Pitch to Parker. Down low a ball. count on Parker with Stargell on deck. Go to first. Not, oh, I don't think Buckner knew that throw was coming. He had to leap over the back of Foley to get the throw. Now, McLaughlin looking into Blackwell. I don't think everybody knew that play was on. One ball, one strike. Now Buckner's holding against Foley. Here's the 1-1 to Parker. Liner, left field, base hit. Foley will turn a second and hold on there. It's another hit for Parker. Two today and nine in this series. What a tear Parker is on. I think that situation is an example of what Dave is doing lately. Going more with the pitches. That ball was a fastball away and he just took it and struck it into left field. Here's Captain Willie. Got the only run of the game home in the first inning with a sacrifice fly to shallow left center. But Joe Lynette elected to send Foley, and Foley scored. It's one to nothing, and Stargell trying to add to it here. Foley second. Parker first. Two down. Third inning. The pitch to Stargell. There's a fly ball down the left side toward the corner. Kingman over, and Kingman is there on the run. Oh, he went a long way to get that ball as it was slicing down toward that corner. Looked like it had a chance to drop. But Kingman stayed with it, hauled it out of the air, and the side has been retired. No runs, two hits, no errors, and two Pirates left. Stargell was flirting with extra bases and trying to get Foley and Parker home, but Kingman with a good long-running catch. We've played three innings. It's the Pittsburgh Pirates one. The Chicago Cubs nothing. <laughs> Bruce Keeson, who has been tough with the help of two double plays over the first three, Leading one to nothing with this total board. Pirates 1-4-0 with Keeson, RBI, Stargell. Foley scored it. Cubs are 0-4-0 with McLaughlin. Keeson has been stingy with his pitches, using only 37 through the first three innings. He's got Kingman, Bittner, and Dillard. The four, five, six hitters do in the fourth. And Kingman is heading toward the plate, and it so often happens, Lanny. When a fellow makes a great play to end the previous half inning, he'll come to bat to lead it off, and that's the story with Kingman. Yes, indeed. So many times you get the spotlight of the field and the sun shines on you as you come to bat to lead off the next, and so Kingman will do so here in the fourth inning. Kingman bats into a double play. Bucks have turned two double plays in the first three innings. They've been big ones, too, as the Cubs had threats going in the first and third innings. one nothing Pirates lead. Chicago batting in the top of the fourth. Here's the pitch, swing and a miss, strike one. In the Expo third, Steve Rogers singled to right. Then Steve Carlton blocked him to second. Cromarty passed to Vukovic. Rogers held it second. Then Rodney Scott tried to bunt his way on, and Schmidt made an outstanding play to throw him out. And Dawson 
applied to Gross, so the Expos did not score in the bottom of the third. Philadelphia leading one to nothing going to the fourth. Pitch to Kingman is up high and inside, ball one. Mo Eckhouse is uh, keeping an eye and right up to date with what's happening with the Expos and Phillies. We can bring you a batter-by-batter description of what's going on at Olympic Stadium. And the Expos doing likewise of our broadcast. Here's the 1-1 pitch, and it's inside 2-1. and one. Kingman, 47 home runs, tops in the National League. On this final day of the regular season, Mike Schmidt of the Philadelphia Phillies has 45 home runs, so he's two back. Kingman leading off the top of the fourth inning. Here's the 2-1 pitch. Swing and a miss. Milner, one away. 
Top of the fourth inning for Philadelphia, Greg Lezinski led off the inning and bounced to second baseman Rodney Scott, one away. Keeping you informed in that Montreal ball game, Scott is playing second for the Expos, Spires playing short, DeMargo's catching, so Gary Carter's not in there, and uh, Dave Cash, who delivered with a game-winning hit for the Expos yesterday, he is not in the starting lineup. Tony Perez is playing first base. Batter here is second baseman Steve Dillard. Fine play by Foley in the second inning through Dillard out. Kingman at first, one out. one nothing. Bucks lead in the fourth inning. Dillard swings and misses strike one. out a belated happy birthday to Mrs. Michael Baldy. Mike's wife's name is Phyllis, I think, isn't it? Is that right? I think so. Happy birthday to Mrs. Michael Baldy. Celebrating birthday yesterday. Here's the one strike pitch. Swing and a miss and it's 0-2. And, <laughs> also happy birthday to Martin DeRose in Canfield, Ohio. Go to first base. Kingman back safely. Ball game is in the fourth inning. The Cubs had a pair of runners on in the first and had two runners on in the third, but both times the Bucks got the double play ball. There's a swing and a foul ball. Pirates getting their run in the first inning. Willie Stargell sacrificed fly to medium center field. Got Foley home. batting 279 of the year. Right-handed batter facing the right-hander Bruce Keeson. Here's the two-strike pitch. Swung on, popped right side. Garner and Stargell converging. Garner tried to make a diving catch. It's in play. It bounced inside the line. And Kingman will move to second. So it's a single for Steve Dillard. Garner tried to make a diving grab right at the line. The ball just eluded his glove and did bounce just inside the right field line. So the Cubs have two on. One away in the inning, and the batter will be Mick Kelleher. Boy, what a try by Garner. He had the best angle in the ball. Tried to dive out at the last second and make the grab, but it bounced inside the white line on the artificial surface and skipped into foul territory. Kingman moved up to second, and Dillard's at first. So the Cubs have six hits, all singles. They've got two on with one away here in the fourth inning, and the batter, Mick Kelleher, steps in. He walked his first time up. In Montreal, Philadelphia outfielder Greg Rose fouled out to Warren Cromarty. So two outs in the fourth inning at Montreal for the Phillies. Mr. Kelleher is inside ball one. So the scores of the two games, Pirates 1-0 over the Cubs here in the fourth, Phillies 1-0 over the Expos in the fourth in Montreal. Stretch by Keeson. Here's the 1-0 pitch to Kelleher. And misses with a slider in a 2-0. and The John Candelaria throwing down on the Pirate bullpen right now. Here's the 2-0 pitch. And it's high and inside.
crowd being informed of the Philadelphia score. one nothing over the Expos in the fourth inning. Here's the 3-0 pitch. And a strike to Kelleher, taking all the way. Kelleher batting in the number seven spot for Chicago. They're switching and catcher Tim Blackwell is on deck. Now the stretch of the 3-1 pitch. A ground ball left side. Madlock to his left hand to put the Garner second for one. On a Sergio double play. Pirates get their third double play in four innings. Started by Madlock as he came far off the third base line. Cutting in front of the shortstop, flipped it to Garner. And Phil with the pivot at second base, fired to Sargent to erase Dillard and Kelleher. To the Cubs, no runs on two hits. Double play after three and a half. It's the Pirates one and the Chicago Cubs nothing. All right, the ball game moves now to the bottom of the fourth inning. By the way, the Phillies in the top of the fourth, they went down one, two, three. So that ball game in Olympic Stadium is going to the bottom of the fourth. Our game moved to the bottom of the fourth. John Milner, Bill Madlock, and Ed Ott are two up. Milner, 0 for 1, batting 275 on the year. Oh, I tell you, you can just feel the nervous excitement of this whole ballpark here at Pittsburgh, Three River Stadium. Lynn McLaughlin pitched to Milner. Bunting first base line. It's a good bunt. But McLaughlin off the hill. Makes a swipe at Milner. And did not get him. Milner is on safely with a bunt single. Jerry Dale made the call. Now they're checking with Bruce Fremming. McLaughlin fielded the bunt up the first base line. Tried to make the swipe tag on Milner going by. But Jerry Dale said no, he did not get him. So Milner is on in a leadoff situation. Lynn McLaughlin kneeling in foul territory now. He might have been injured on the play. Ball was right up the first base line. McLaughlin came over, fielded the ball, then tried to reach out to make the tag on Milner. And Jerry Dale making the call, indicating that he was safe at first base. Matter of fact, after Dale made the call, or before he made it, he had to get out of the way because McLaughlin bumped him a bit, collided with the first base umpire. So Milner is on, McLaughlin shaken up, and he's kneeling in foul territory along the first base side say two things on that play. Jerry Dale was on the opposite side from the tag. And they looked like they were appealing to Bruce Preming to see if Preming would overrule Dale's ruling. Not a heated argument by any means. They did disrupt the call, dispute the call, and uh, Malpatano talking with Dale now. Milner is on with a bunt single. And it's hit number five for the Pirates. on, nobody out in the fourth inning. Just looking over to the uh, writer's side, they had a pretty good look at a uh, replay of that spot up the line, and 
nobody seemed to give a very definitive approach as to what they thought the call should have been at first base. So Milner is on with nobody out, and Madlock steps in. Bill Madlock singled to left field in the second. Pirates leading one to nothing, batting in the bottom of the fourth inning. And a foul back. Milner's taking off, strike one. Bill Madlock, 10-game hitting streak. He's just safely in 15 of his last 16 games. Madlock got a shot at a 300 season. He'd like to get up there. He's right now at 298. All right, here's the stretch now by the right-hander. The one strike that swung on a base hit into center field. Milner will round second. And moves to third safely. Pirates have runners at the corners with nobody out. Bill Matlock gets his second hit of the afternoon. Pirates have two on, first and third, and nobody out. And with that base hit, Matlock's batting average is up to 299. Batter is catcher Ed Ott. Expos in the bottom of their inning. Perez bounced to Schmidt. Camargo walked. Valentine struck out. Now Larry Parrish is batting there. Builder at third. Matt Lockett first. Pirates leading one to nothing. Bottom of the fourth. McLaughlin delivers to Ott. A swing and a foul back. Strike one. Ed Ott at 273 batting average. Parrish just struck out. So Carlton has six strikeouts in the first four innings. The Expos did not score in the bottom of the fourth, so the Philadelphia lead is one to nothing, going to the top of the fifth inning in Montreal. Pirates with an opportunity here. They've set up shop in the bottom of the fourth inning. Head out the batter. Left-handed hitter against the right-hander McLaughlin. Runners in the corners, the one-strike pitch and foul back on the screen. Nothing in two. Jam-packed on this final Sunday of the regular season. All the excitement of this 1979 Eastern Division chase as we keep you up to date on not only what's happening with the Bucks against the Cubs here, but a batter-by-bladder description of what the Expos are doing against the Phillies. McLaughlin took too much time, and so had I stepped out. Right-hander, two-strike pitch. Ott swings and pops it in foul territory. Kelleher in foul ground makes the play. Ott is out one away. That'll bring up second baseman Bill Garner. Garner bounced the short in the second. The Chicago Cubs, they've had three opportunities in the ball game. They had two on with one out of the first. They had two on with one out of the third and had two men on with one out of the fourth. And in all three of their rallies, the Pirate infield turned the double play. Chicago bullpen left-hander Doug Capella warming up. Interested to see what Madlock does in this situation. He's on with 32 stolen bases on the year. Buckner holding him on. 
Madlock at first, Milner at third, one nothing. Pirates lead, one out, bottom of the fourth, McLaughlin fires the first, and Madlock back safely. Right-hander set. Pitch to Garner, a shot up the middle, back to the mound, second baseman, Dillard knocks it down, but cannot make a play. Dillard scores, Pirates lead, two to nothing. Diller got leather on the ball right by the second base bag. Had he fielded the ground ball cleanly, he might have had a shot at stepping on second to get Madlock. Either case, the run would have scored. Garner is on. It's going to be scored an infield single. Madlock at second. Garner at first. It's now 2-0 Pirates. As Garner picks up his 59th RBI of the year. Dillard. Sliding out behind the second base bag. He got leather on it, knocked the ball down, then it dribbled away, and he had no play anywhere. Now Keith in the batter. And time called. The Cubs are going to set up their infield for the possibility of the Keith and bunt. One of the things that Bruce does very well, of course, is he has that good ability of being able to show bunt and then take a half swing and swing away. Very often our pitchers are told, if you see the shortstop breaking for third, go ahead and take a swing at it. See what happens here. Matlock at second. Garner at first, one out, Pirates leading 2-0. The stretch by McLaughlin. The pitch, Keeson shows Bunt, takes it for a called strike. Bruce looking down at third base coach Joe Lynette. Pirates got a run in the first. They've added a run here in the fourth to take a 2-0 lead. Right-hander Lynn McLaughlin comes set, one strike pitch, Keaton bunts it, and it taps foul. Coming back to the Chicago on deck circle, now it's 0 2. Here in the fourth, bunt single by Milner, base hit the center for Madlock. Then after one out, Garner's infield single got Milner home from third. McLaughlin, two-strike pitch, Keaton bunting, and he bunts it foul for the strikeout. McLaughlin gets his fourth strikeout. Two away in the inning, and with two on, the batter will be Omar Moreno. By the way, the infield single for Garner, it extends his inning streak to 14 games. And during the last 14 games, Garner with 21 hits in his last 48 at-bats. That's a 438 pace. Phillies leading the Expos 1-0 in the fifth. Pirates leading the Cubs 2-0 in the bottom of the fourth. And in the Philadelphia fifth, John Vukovic flied to Cromartie for one out. Carlton is now batting. Here's the pitch. Moreno swings a line shot down the left side, but it's going to strike foul into our bullpen strike one. starting the day, a game in front of the Expos. This is the final game of the regular season for our Buckos. If necessary, the Expos would have to play the Atlanta Braves in a doubleheader tomorrow. Stretch in the one-strike pitch, a bouncer right side. Second baseman Dillard flips to the pitcher, McLaughlin covering. Play goes 4-1, to one. Moreno's out, the Pirates add to their lead. They get one run. On three hits, Infield single by Garner got Milner home, and after four innings of play, it's our Pittsburgh Pirates 2, 
and the Chicago Cubs nothing. Ball game moves now to the fifth inning. Pirates leading by a score of two to nothing, while the Philadelphia Phillies have a one nothing lead over the Expos. Phillies are batting in the top of the fifth inning. The pitching matchup there is Steve Rogers for the Expos and Steve Carlson for the Philadelphia Phillies. In uh, Philadelphia, by the way, at Veterans Stadium, the Eagles have taken a 10-7 lead over the Steelers in the third quarter. Philadelphia 10, Steelers 7, third quarter in Philadelphia. Bruce Keeson getting ready to face Tim Blackwell, the number eight hitter of the Chicago batting order. Then the pitcher McLaughlin due up. Pirates in front, two to nothing. are scheduled to start. The National League playoffs are scheduled to start Tuesday night in Cincinnati. Of course, what happens today and tomorrow could push the playoffs back a day. The American League playoffs are not scheduled to open until Wednesday night in Baltimore. Angels against the Orioles. All right, Blackwell stepping in 0 for 1. Keeson's pitch is a strike. Game 3, 4, and 5 of the National League Championship Series scheduled for the Eastern Division ballparks next weekend. Up high, one and one. Lynn McLaughlin, the Chicago pitcher, is on deck. Keeson, ready with a 1-1 offering. And a strike on the outside corner as Mr. Bruce Fremming goes up with the right hand. Phillies went down 1-2-3 in the top of the fifth, so it's now 1-0 Phillies. Expos batting in the last of the fifth. 1-2 pitch. That side. Keeson, his 25th start of the year. Pitcher swung on and fouled back. Blackwell doing all the work for the Cubs behind the plate in this weekend series. Here's the pitch. Swung on and popped in foul territory. Third base side. Madlock over near the seats, but it's out of play. Blackwell leading off the top of the fifth for Chicago. Milner playing way over near the line in left, and Moreno shading Blackwell towards the gap in left center. As Blackwell bats from the left side against Keeson, the pitch is up high and outside. It's a full count. with a payoff pitch. And it's high ball four. Second walk issued by Keeson. It goes to Blackwell and now the pitcher Lynn McLaughlin. Pirates in front two to nothing. Stigel sacrifice fly got Foley home in the first inning and the Garner infield single got Milner home from third in the last of the fourth. batting from the left side. He's a left-handed batter from 
Louisiana. Monroe, Louisiana. Here's the pitch to McLaughlin. He shows butt, takes up high, ball one. Corners of the Pirate infield charging. Matlock from third, Stargell from first. Cup shortstop, Ivan DeJesus is on deck. Stretched by Keeson, the 1-0 pitch. And front it out in front of the plate. Out is up with it. Going to go to second base to Foley for one. On to first. Double play. Pirates get their fourth double play in five innings. McLaughlin spun right in front of the plate. Ed on jumping out like a cat. Fire to Foley at second to erase Blackwell. And then on to first for the double play. Fourth double play in five innings. Well, right out in front of the plate and Ott never hesitated. Fired to Foley to erase Blackwell at second. And then Foley fired on to Garner. As Garner covered the first base bag, so on the double play it goes six, uh, two to six to four. Garner looked like a first baseman the way he stretched off the bag on that. All right, nobody on, two down. And Ivan DeJesus is the batter. Boy, I'll tell you, Keeson, they, they always say, uh, old baseball cliche, double play is pitcher's best friend. Pitch to DeJesus, shows bunt, takes a strike. Well, <laughs> Keeson getting some help from his friends here this afternoon. Here's the one strike pitch, and it's inside, one and one. Nobody on with two down. Pirates leading two to nothing. There's a bouncer to the right side. Second baseman Garner has it. Puts the Sargell. And the Cubs are gone. In the fifth, no runs, no hits, a walk, a double play. After four and a half innings from this afternoon's game at Three Rivers Stadium, Pirates two and the Chicago Cubs nothing. All game moves down to the bottom of the fifth inning. By the way, in case you're wondering, Pirates have turned four double plays this afternoon. The Pirate club record is six in a single game. That was against St. Louis September the 6th in 1948. All right, Foley stepping in. Leading off the last of the fifth, Foley walked and scored around in the first inning. Singled in the third. So he has an eight-game hitting streak. He's hit safely at all eight games of this homestand. McLaughlin's pitch, and Foley takes a strike. Lofton's gone all the way for the Cubs. Keeps it all the way for the Pirates. Foley swings on an inside pitch and a fly ball into left center field. Scott tops it over. Now gives way to Kingman, and Kingman makes the play. In left center field, Kingman and Thompson converging, but the Cub left fielder took care of it. One away in the fifth. Now before Parker steps in, we'll step out and pause for station identification on this final Sunday of the regular season. It's great to have you with us on the Pirates Baseball Network. For all your travel arrangements by air or car, Stop in the Mid-State 3A Auto Club, Vine Street, downtown Johnstown. This is WJNLFM, Johnstown. Parker stepping in two for two. Day with a nine-game hitting streak. A week ago, when we were in Chicago, Parker's batting average was 295. Now, as he steps in here in the fifth inning, his batting average is at 310. So, in a week, it's jumped up 15 points. Here's the pitch. Parker takes down low ball one. Nobody on, one down. Bottom of the fifth. Pirates are leading here by a score of two to nothing. The Philly Expo game, the Phillies are leading one to nothing, going to the top of the sixth inning. 
McLaughlin, 1-0. No. He stumbled as he delivered to the pitch or tried to deliver the pitch and held on to the ball. So rather than let go, he held on as he was stumbling down the front side of the mound. In the Expo fifth, Chris Fire singled off the glove of Mike Schmidt. Steve Rogers with a bunt moving Spire to second, but then Carlton struck out Cromarty and got Scott to bounce to Schmidt to end the inning. So Steve Carlton with seven strikeouts against the Expos in the first five innings. Here's the 1-0 pitch. Low and inside runs back to the screen, and it's 2-0. Pirates with seven hits in the ball game. Bucks leading by a score of 2-0. Here's the 2-0 pitch. Bouncer outside of first. And it's 2-1. Well, we've got everybody working overtime. Everybody keeping their eyes and ears open to the Expos. We're all rooting along with the Steelers, but they're down on the third quarter to the Eagles, 17-7. Here it's 2-0 Bucks. Parker batting in the bottom of the fifth. McLaughlin with a 2-1 pitch. A base hit to left field. Parker had five hits yesterday. He is three for three this afternoon. Dave with 193 hits on the year. His batting average is now up to 311. Parker's the fourth with one away in the bottom of the fifth. That is hit number eight for the Bucks. And the batter, Willie Stargell. Stargell with a sacrifice fly in the first. He flied out to Kingman down the left field line in the third. 2-0, Bucks lead. Phillies in front of Montreal, 1-0 in the sixth inning. Parker running, pitches a ball, throw to second base, is in time. Parker is caught stealing. The throw by Blackwell. Bounce to the shortstop. And made on the short hop, he made the tag on the sliding Parker, so two away in the inning. Pitch to Stargell, misses 2-0. So we've not had much success against Blackwell and the Cubs in the stolen base department this afternoon. 2-0 pitch, foul down the left side, out of play. National League record, by the way, for most double plays in a nine-inning game is seven. Houston did it against San Francisco in May of 1969. It is both the national and major league record. Pitch to Stargell is a strike. That's pretty good, seven double plays in nine innings. We've gotten four in the first five. Here's the 2-2 pitch. Stargell swings, a line shot into right field. Ball will hit, it is up. It's gone. A home run for Willie Stargell. A line drive over off the stadium wall in right field. Stargell gets his 32nd home run of the year, and the Buccos take a 3 to nothing lead over the Chicago Cubs. Stargell jumping on a 2-2 pitch. And boy, did it jump out in a hurry. Line drive home run for Stargell. Number 32 on the year. 
Willie greeted in front of the dugout and tipping his cap to the crowd. And boy, anybody that's got anything black and gold here this afternoon, pom-poms and key caps and pirate caps and fat bandanas, they're waving it all. Standing ovation, Sergeant will come out again. Willie comes out and tips his cap to a standing pirate crowd. Sargell with a line drive home run over the wall in right field off Lynn McLaughlin. 3-0 Pirates lead, Milner the batter. Here's McLaughlin's first pitch and Milner takes a strike. Nine hits for the Pirates. One strike pitches up high. Right-hander has the sign. Here's the 1-1 pitch. Swung on, popped in foul territory. Kelleher, their third baseman over near the seats, but it's back out of play. Well, we're down to the final day of the regular season. And another winner in our home run jackpot. We've been giving them away all year long. And we'll pass along another winner for you in just a second. and misses. Pirates in the fifth inning. One run on two hits. A solo home run by Willie Stargell. And after five innings to play, it's our Pittsburgh Pirates three and the Chicago Cubs nothing. Well on Willie Stargell's 32nd home run of the year. Congratulations to Ron DeGenera of Venetia, Pennsylvania. Ron, you'll be receiving our home run prize package. A $25 Western Pennsylvania Restaurant Association gift certificate and a $25 gift certificate from Allied Forest of Pennsylvania. 148 winners in 1979. Couple of notes here as we get ready to go to the sixth. Louis Spagnolia of Freedom, Pennsylvania. Celebrated an 80th birthday on Friday. They're going to be celebrating his birthday today. A note from... Uh, his daughter-in-law, Patricia Spagnola. Happy birthday, Louis. And happy birthday to Joseph Mitter from Connellsville, 85 years of age yesterday. All right, the Pirates are leading three to nothing. The Phillies have a one to nothing lead over the Expos. Philadelphia is batting now in the top of the sixth inning. Matter of fact, in the sixth, Larry Bowe walks. Jake McBride struck out, and now Mike Schmidt is the batter. So the Phillies have one on, one out, leading one to nothing, sixth inning at Montreal. Two, the big number, combination of Pirates victory and the next boat of fate would give it to the Bucks. Thompson tried to bunt his way on and fouls it off, strike one. Billy Buckner. 
Webster, one for two, single the first, bats into a double play in the third. Pirates three, Cubs nothing. Chicago batting in the top of the sixth. Left side, Matlock cutting across the infield, and the bouncer goes to Sargil, and a fine play by Matlock to get Buckner two away in the Chicago sixth. Willie Stargell hitting a home run in the bottom of the fifth off Lynn McLaughlin. Willie hit a home run off McLaughlin here at Three River Stadium on May the 30th. Two home runs for Stargell. Dave Kingman steps in. He's one for two. And Willie is fifth in the uh, home run race this year. Kingman number one with 47. Schmidt with 45. Dave Winfield with 34. Bob Horner hit his 33rd today. He is fourth. Stargell is fifth at 32. Kingman, a swing and a miss, strike one. Cubs have nobody on, two down, top of the sixth inning. Bruce Keeson all the way for the Bucks, the one strike, pitch swing, and a foul back. Nothing in two. for tomorrow right now up in the air pending what happens here this afternoon with the Bucks and the Cubs Expos and Phillies pitches down low to Kingman it pops up on the net one ball and two strikes Phillies batting in the top of the sixth inning Larry Boa swipes second base. He's at second with two outs and Lezinski is at bat right now. Now the one-two pitch to Kingman swung on a drive into left field. Well hit. Robinson going back. He's at the fence and it is gone. A home run. Dave Kingman has homered here in the in the top of the sixth inning with nobody on and two outs. Bill Robinson, who went into left field to replace John Milner, went right back to the wall, but it was over the fence in left. Kingman gets his 48th of the year, and it's now a 3-1 to one ball game. And the batter, right fielder Larry Bittner. Bittner is over to his fly to Milner twice. Swings to the first pitch and taps it outside of first base bag. I might have caught him in the batter's box as well. He's limping around. Strike one. Just posted the third quarter score that we told you about. The Philadelphia Eagles leading the Pittsburgh Steelers 17 to 7. Kingman's 48th home run of the year. 
it's a three to one pirate lead of the pitchers up high to Bittner. Swings and fouls it off left side. One ball and two strikes. Understand that Larry Bow went to third in a wild pitch and Greg Lazinski walked. So the Phillies have runners at first and third. Top of the sixth inning, two outs at Olympic Stadium in Montreal. Here it's the top of the sixth inning. After two outs, Kingman with a solo home run at 48th of the year. And now the count, one ball and two strikes on Larry Bittner. Keaton's pitch. Up high. Bittner had a notion but laid off. Right-hander Enrique Romo, left-hander Grant Jackson warming in the Pirate bullpen. Here's the pitch, swung on and popped on the left side. Short stop Foley calling for it. Camps under it and has it. The Cubs are out in the sixth inning. They have to settle for one run on one hit. The home run by Kingman. After five and a half innings to play, it's our Pittsburgh Pirates three and the Chicago Cubs one. Ball game moves to the bottom of the sixth inning. The Pirates got a run in the first inning when Sargent sacrificed fly scored Foley. Pirates made it 2-0 in the fourth. The Garner infield single got Milner home from third. It was 2-0 at that point. And then Stargell's 32nd home run of the year with two after the fifth on a 2-2 pitch, making it 3-0 Pirates. So Stargell with two RBIs this afternoon, 82 RBIs of the season. The Kingman home run on the top of the sixth inning, accounting for the lone Chicago run. Now the bottom of the sixth, Bill Madlock, Ed Ott, and Phil Garner the batter. Batters here in the sixth inning. Madlock stepped in two for two. Bill Madlock, his batting average has jumped 18 points in the last 10 or 11 days. Madlock two for two this afternoon. Single to left in the second, single to center in the fourth. Here's the pitch to him. Swung on and pops it up. Third baseman Kelleher drifting into foul territory about halfway up the third base line, and he makes the grab in foul ground. Madlock is out one away. John Milner left the game with a slight pulled muscle in the thigh. Left the game after five complete. Bill Robinson went into play left field in the sixth. And off the batter, he's 0 for 2. It struck out and fouled out. Nobody on, one down, bottom of the sixth. Pirates leading 3 to 1. Garner on deck. McLaughlin's gone all the way for the Cubs, and the first pitch is low and inside. Ball one. Now the 1-0 pitch. A swing and a foul tip, and it's one and two. Right-hander ready. Here's the pitch to Otis. Bouncer left side. Short stop to Jesus. Has it. Fires on to Buckner. Otis out two away in the Pirates sixth inning. And brings up second baseman Phil Garner. Phil with the infield single in the fourth that got Milner home with run number two. <laughs> By 
the way, we understand that in that Philadelphia game, Greg Gross singled to center to drive in Larry Boa. So the Philly lead is now 2 to nothing over Montreal. Philly's leading 2 nothing in the sixth inning at Olympic Stadium. Pitch to Garner is a strike. And the Phillies are still batting. 2 nothing Philadelphia, top of the sixth inning. Here it is 3-1, Pirates in the bottom of the sixth. Here's the one-strike pitch. In for a call, strike two. McLaughlin, 0-2 pitch, outside. Philly's got the bases loaded in that top of the sixth inning, but then John Vukovic grounded to Spire, prod number three. So the Phillies settle for one run, and they have a 2 to nothing lead over Montreal after five and a half innings. Pitch to Garner, and it's 2-2. Two and two. Garner with a 294 batting average. Standing in, Proud being informed of that score in Montreal now. Here's a 2-2 pitch, it's outside. And a full count. So the Bucks leave the Cubs by two here at Three Rivers. The Phillies leave the Expos by a pair in Montreal. McLaughlin ready with a payoff pitch. Garner swings and pops it in foul territory. Get out of play. It will. Back into the seats and it's three and two.
And he comes down here in the seventh inning again to keep you informed on that Philadelphia score. The Phillies are leading the Expos two to nothing. Montreal is batting in the bottom of the sixth inning. The Phillies got a run in the third on a Bake McBride sacrifice fly that got Steve Carlton home. That was in the third. And then in the sixth inning, a Greg Rose single to center got Larry Boa home to make it 2 nothing Philadelphia. So the Pirates lead by two here over Chicago. The Phillies lead the Expos by two in the sixth inning in Montreal. We're ready for the seventh year's Milo. All right, Lanny, as Sokolby comes on, he's going to try to nail one down not only for Keeson but for the Bucks and hope that the Phillies can do the same against the Expos at the Big O. And Dillard will be leading it off. Colby, an amazing fellow, defied all the scouting reports, became a big league pitcher and has become a big league star. Facing the Cubs for the sixth time, Keeson's old blister problem reared its ugly head again and that's why Buster had to leave the game. Jacoby is on in relief of Keeson. Dillard one for two at a base hit in the fourth inning. He's one for six in the series. Jacoby winding pitch on the way. A ball inside at the knees. Mick Kelleher is due up next. Blackwell down in the hole. We're just moving into the seventh inning at Three Rivers in Pittsburgh on a truly delightful day. Only one thing to make it better. Win this thing. Here's the 1-0 pitch. And a strike called across the letters on a riding submarine. And it's one and one. I know that Chuck Tanner's mother is listening in Newcastle today. She's been a little under the weather here the last few days, and I hope things happen just the way she wants them to here today. There's a strike call. What a dream that would be for Mrs. Tanner's Tanner Sr. up in Newcastle for her son Chuck to win a division flag as he came near the hometown, back at home ground to manage. Here's a ball low outside, two and two. So to Chuck Tanner's mother in Newcastle, hope you're feeling a lot better today and hope you're ready to get out for those playoff games because it looks like they're going to be here. Let's hope so. There's a bouncer. Short, Foley charges. Fires, and he's out. One away. Dillard is out. Short to first. Foley to Sturgill. The Pirates have really brought their leather work to the ballpark today. We've had great plays by Madlock and Foley and Garner and Sturgill. The Bucks have ripped off four double plays here today. Now Kelleher, who has walked and bounced into one of those double plays, stepping in with nobody on in front of him and one away. Right hand reliever to Colby, ready to work on Kelleher, and here's the pitch to him, and it is a little outside to make it one ball and no strikes. Blackwell has moved on deck, nobody on base. Dillard started the inning by bouncing to Foley. To Colby into that big motion, here's the pitch. And low outside with his sinker makes it 2-0. Cubs got on the board in the sixth inning on a towering home run by Kingman, which just about ensures him the home run title. Here's the 2-0. And a strike is called. Mike Schmidt would have to go on a real tear, and they'd almost have to have extra innings at Montreal, and nobody wants that. At least nobody that's a Pirate fan. Here's the pitch. That's outside. Makes it 3-1 and one to McKellar. Three balls and a strike. 
Jacoby Reddy kicks and brings it. And it is a strike called. Unbuckled his belt with that one, and it's three and two. See what he serves up for a payoff here to Kelleher, playing third for the Cubs today. And he walked him. It was outside of the letters. First pass given up by Teak. It's the third Cub to walk in the game. And it'll bring up Blackwell, who's bounced to second and picked up a base on balls. He's over one. Remember, there are both reserve and general admission tickets available for the championship playoffs here. You can get them. You folks listening to the game in the stands could get them on the way out at gates A and C. Right now, Chicoli and Foley are not having a little chat. They've got a runner at first and Blackwell the batter, and it looks like Blackwell's going to be lifted in favor of switch hitter Ken Henderson. They've had a little chat out on the hill. Old strategy meeting. Uh, Henderson is going to bat for Blackwell, and Antaveras, another switch hitter, is out. He's going to bat for the pitcher. So Joe Malfitano going right by the book. He's going to play it right out to the hill here. All right, Kelleher at first with one down. A walk put him there. Henderson batting 226, two homers and 10 RBIs. Batting left-handed against Jacoby. Lined and foul down the left side. It'll kick up into the box seat railing and on out into left where Bill Robinson will chase it down. When I said there were two pinch hitters, some guy in the front row leaned out over and wanted to make sure. If after four years when I say it, you don't know I mean it, you haven't been listening. No balls and one strike. The pitch. And it is outside of the knees. Boy, that was borderline. Odd held it there. Trying to make an impression on the plate umpire. One ball and one strike. Dillard bounced to short to start the inning. Kelleher walked. But he takes his lead at first. Starts will try to hold him close. To Colby in relief of Keeson as we play in the seventh. And here's the pitch on the way to Henderson. Sinker low, two and one. Jackson and Romo heating in the bullpen. Pirates got a run in the first, a run in the fourth, a run in the fifth. Cubs got a run in the sixth. It's three to one Pittsburgh, and the Cubs are batting in the seventh inning. Pitch on the way. Outside, ball three. He's going to have to look at another switch hitter here in a moment. Jacoby needs to get a page out of Keeson's double playbook. Now Henderson stepping back a moment. They might have something on with Kelleher. Henderson wanted to make sure that he read Cookie Rojas correctly. Runner's not going. And there's a line foul down the left side. It's going to end up in the Pirate bullpen. Don Robinson is also available today. Old Chuck Tanner that felt well enough that he could help today if he was needed. Bucks on top by a pair, and the runs belong to Keeson. Jacoby's trying to save him for him. Henderson waiting, and a 3-2 pitch. A bouncer through the left side, a base hit. Kelleher will streak to 
to third. The throw will come to second from Robinson to Garner. So the Cubs set up shop on Zakovic. And it'll bring up on Severus. First it off peak. Eighth hit for Chicago. And on Severus will be announced as the pinch hitter. And Harvey Haddix is going to be on his way. Tavares had a double that hurt yesterday. Drove in two runs. In fact, it was a knockout punch on Blylevin. Got a pinch runner. Kurt Siebert is going to be the pinch runner for Henderson at uh, first base. Also to bring up to date, the Expos did not score in the uh, bottom of the sixth inning. And in the top of the seventh, the Phillies are still batting. Steve Carlton bounced his fire. Rose reached on a fire error. Larry Boa fouled out to Larry Parrish and Dave McBride single to center. So they've got McBride at first, Rose at second with two away in the Philly seventh. Philly's leading 2-0. All right, Harvey Haddock and Ed Ott have had their chat with Kent Sokovic. Uh, he's pointing back to Foley, getting things all straight. Siebert, the pinch runner, doing a little dashing around first, getting loose. Harvey Haddock, pitching coach, headed back into the dugout. Jackson and Romo continue to throw just in case. On Tavares hitting 285, four homers and 56 runs batted in, two for six in the series with two ribbies. Against us for the year, he's 15 for 54 with five runs batted in. Fly ball with any depth makes it a one-run game. So here's where, if it doesn't sound greedy, we need our fifth double play. when you're fighting for a pennant. Greed doesn't enter into it. You're just trying to get what you want. And that's a ball outside. De Jesus is due up next. And the 80s are getting restless here. One ball and no strikes. Runners on the corners with one away. On Severus. Batting left-handed against Sokovic. There's a fly ball bending down the left side. Robinson will make the play toward the corner. But it will get Kelleher home. And it is indeed a one-run game. Sacrifice fly, RBI to left off the bat of Antaveras. That makes it 3-2. to two. Bucks still in the lead, but down to a run advantage. So still a runner at first. The pinch runner, Siebert, up to the top with Ivanda Jesus. Today is one for three. Gives him two for 12 in the series. So a walk and a single and a sacrifice fly puts the Cubs on the board with their second run. Here's the pitch on the way to Jesus and the strike is in there. Got the slider in the strike zone and it's 0 and 1. Pirates have led since the opening inning but the Cubs have tightened it up. It's 3 to 2 Pittsburgh. Look back, here's the pitch. There's a high fly ball, shallow right center. Parker says, I've got it. The Cobra's there. Side retires. One run, one hit, no errors, a walk, and a man left. Now it's time for the last seventh inning stretch of the regular season. And a crowd that looks like it's somewhere in the vicinity of 40,000 ready to get up and do just that. They'll be bringing on a new pitcher, and the Bucks will be looking for insurance with this score. Pirates 3, Cubs 2. Okay. 
Dick Tedrow is on. Here's an oddity. Keeson and McLaughlin, both the starters, threw identical numbers of pitches, 80. They are both gone. Tedrow is on for Chicago. Tidrow with a 258 ERA, 11-5, and, and he's picked up four saves. Marlow, in that uh, Philly ball game, uh, the Phillies did not score in the top of the seventh. Now in the bottom of the seventh, Ellis Valentine has flied out. Larry Parrish struck out, so two away, nobody on. Bottom of the seventh for the Expos, and Steve Carlson has nine strikeouts this afternoon against the Expos. Along with Tidrow, their other battery has changed, and Krim is on to do the catching. Kenta Colby will be leading it off here. The Colby leading it off in the seventh. Pirates leading by a run in a three-to-two game. After Teak will go up to the top with Moreno and Foley. Had a home run on each side. Starchill for the Bucks. Kingman for the Cubs. Starchill got his 32nd. A line drive that knocked a hole in the stadium wall out beyond the right field fence. Kingman got his 48th home run. All right, Jacoby. Ready to step in now against Dick Tidrow. Pedro's first pitch to Colby bunts it foul. Looked like he was trying to push it up the first base side with Buckner playing back. Colby doesn't get a chance to bat that much. Late relievers seldom do. But he's had a couple of hits this year and driven in a run. Strike called on the inside corner and peak is gone on three pitches. So Tidrow opens up, started a breaking ball way inside, that back peek off the plate, and when it broke, it caught the inside corner. At six strikeouts against the Pirates in the game, McLaughlin had five before he left. Here's Omar Moreno, 0 for 3. Kelleher made a fine play on Moreno in the third inning. The Robin with a chance to beat out a Shot down the third base side. Mick Kelleher showing some good glove work in this series, playing both second and third. Here's the pitch to Moreno and a ball outside. It's 1 0. Foley has moved on deck. Pirates have three runs, nine hits. The Cubs, two runs, eight hits. There have been no errors in the game. Here's the 1 0 to the Antelope. Outside ball two. Parker leading the way again today with three hits. RBI, Stargell, a pair, one on a homer, another on a sacrifice fly. Geiner got a run home with a single. Outside, ball three. See if we can get him on and test this young catcher's arm. There is a strike. Bruce Kim, K-I-M-M, he caught the late innings yesterday, did a good job. The 3-1 to Moreno. Ball, he walked it. 
base dealer with 77 Moreno. Let's see if we try to manufacture something here and up the ante. And boost that three to two score in favor of the Pirates. You got Foley stepping in, Parker on deck, Sargell down in the hole. He just lobbed it over. That could be a decoy. Don't want to take a chance on here with Foley batting. And Parker due up next. Want to take advantage of that walk if you can. And that's the purpose of it here as Moreno takes his lead. Not a big lead. Throw over. Hey, almost caught him leaning. Kidrow fired it over that time. Moreno gets up, goes out to the lead. Still doesn't have that front foot out on the carpet. Kidrow checks him over the shoulder. He looks, and he hits Foley, and the ball ricocheted and knocked the plate on fire. Bruce Froming down. And the both trainers are out to check Froming. The ball hit Foley, ricocheted, and jarred Froming, and he is down. And the way they're working, uh, I think it's stuck in there and got him in the Adam's apple. Or at least in the neck somewhere. Dr. Joseph Feingold, who's been the team doctor here for many, many years, was out of the stands like a rocket shot down there to look. They're so crowded around him, and now with Dr. Feingold completely blocking our view from directly behind home plate. No way to tell just where they are administering the first aid. They're getting him up. I think it was more on the clavicle than in the neck, the way he's adjusting. Umpires are there to see if he's going to be able to continue. They could hit him on the collarbone more than on the neck. And might have caught the uh, side of his face, right to the back of where the pad on the mask protects him. I think he's going to be all right to continue. When the game does get underway again, it'll be Moreno second, Foley first, and Parker will be the batter. They're keeping a card. Pedro is batting eighth on the cup card, and Kim is batting ninth. Now the other umpires have called for Tony Barterong, the pirate trainer, to come out again. 